Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. These are their stories. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. How you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, man. Um, you know. If y'all don't know this, by the way, the, this, uh, his mug collection is oh. getting kind of crazy. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's like a different area that I haven't attacked yet, but you inspiring me. Oh, thank you, man. You know, um, I, I see little hobbies that I, I can like look into and, you know, I, I try to <laughs> and do things. And go in attack eggs. mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Cheers. Um, and today, <laughs> cheers. And today, today we're going to get into Isaiah Rashad's album, kind of like on a TDE streak right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Isaiah Rashad. So... This is The House is Burning. It's his third studio album under TDE. Um, it was released in 2001. And this followed The Sun's Tirade, which was really good. And then the one before that was the Sylvia demo. Right. Um, and I think Isaiah Rashad is one of those artists that has kind of found this path of like kind of meshing this down south sound with like... Um, with kind of up north influence as well. So like he kind of finds... It's kind of like... In a sense, how I feel like Rocky gets credit for that a lot, where he kind of influ- he has his influences like in Memphis, but then also you know there's the Bronx, there's Harlem, and he kind of meshes it together. And I think Isaiah Rashad is kind of from that type of tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but this album, it has his TDE comrades. You got, and then also in addition to that, you got Lil Uzi, you got Duke Deuce, Smino, Black, um, Kenny Beats on some production. Um, you got Cole, you got Devin, Me- Devin Malik. Um, there's a lot of people on this album yep. and it came together really, really well. And it came together around a time for me where I, I was really anticipating this. I think Isaiah Rashad was kind of missing in action for, for a while. He went through a lot of different things personally. <clears throat> and I know he's been open about, um, going through alcoholism and struggling with depression and, all of these things, and you kind of hear like little snippets of that of what he's been up to on the album. Um, what do you think about this album? Um, at first, I, I really wasn't that excited for this album when, when it first dropped. Like, um, I know that he can rap. I remember my first time seeing him. Mm-hmm. Well, most like as most artists that are are, are new now um, at South by Southwest at the Complex House, mm-hmm. and they have every TDDE member perform there except for. Except for Kendrick and SZA. SZA performed at the Pandora, Pandora house, house. And Kendrick um, did a, a, a pop-up show at the Doritos house that, like, you had to have, like, super government clearance to get into. But, like, mm-hmm. I saw Isaiah Rashad, Absol, Schoolboy Q, and J-Rock perform. Mm-hmm. And when he performed, I, I checked him out because I knew that you were, like, big on him. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll say that I was impressed by his live performance, but, like, his like listening to his projects, I really got to, like, be in that kind of mode so listening to this project i like understood i learned a lot more about him so listening to this project like uh i learned that like he's very much into like comic books and literature yeah right like huge into that 
And I also learned like how much of like a no limit cash money, like mm-hmm. like um three six mafia fan of hip hop that he is. Mm-hmm. And like basically what a lot of he does like a lot of interpretations of certain like um melodies from from certain popular southern rap songs mm-hmm. and kind of like makes it more like melodic. So it made me it made me get like respect his his artistry more and like how he goes about doing things. So with that being said, I listened to this project with an open mind and I understand like I I'll be honest with you on the on the first project, what was it? The Sun's Tyroid? Sun's Tyroid was the second one. So the second Sylvia one. Demo? So Sylvia Demo, we so that's funny. We've done all of his albums now. I don't think we ever did Sun's Tyroid. Shout yeah. out to shout out to uh Ryan. Ryan has been campaigning for us to do Sun's Tyroid, but we never So we did Sylvia Demo. I remember that because Julius requested that yeah. album, right? So this this project I actually listened to and I probably will go back to and listen to and mm-hmm. enjoy. Sylvia's demo I heard it and I was like, uh since Tyrade I heard it and I was just like, all right, I respect this dude. I know he can rap. But this mm-hmm. project, I actually, because we had like, uh, I want to say, because we try to turn around every every 14 days. Mm-hmm. We, I think I had a little bit more. So I actually like lived with this project mm-hmm. because the other album that 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 we had to do, like I know like the back of my hand. So this project, I kind of like really listened to it. And I will say like, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. This is like I, I think this is his most digestible album. I think it's his most it's his album with the most replay value for me. Um, you know, none of these features are just here to take up space. And you got somebody like um you got a track like What She What You Said with Dochi and Cal Banks, which is incredible. This was my first time actually hearing Dochi. And then from there to see what she's become and Mind you, if you're watching this, before we did a um, we did a video where we talked about who we thought would be next up in TDE, and I named um, and I named Isaiah Rashad as being like the anchor. Mm-hmm. But I think him and Dochi would be like neck and neck because TDE actually went a while where nobody was putting out anything but Dochi. Dochi put out an EP. She had really successful um, songs and and singles. Um, she can rap, she can sing, like she, she's incredible. Her live shows, incredible. I feel like there was like a good month to month stretch where Doshi had TDE on her back. Um, but nonetheless, I still think Isaiah Rashad would be like that next anchor if we were to have one. But, um, to dig into the album a little bit, the album kicked off with, uh, you said you, you mentioned comic book reference and you got a song like Dark, Dark Seed. Dark side, yeah. So that that one was interesting to me because it it is based off of a Miracle Man comic book. Mm-hmm. So in a Miracle Man comic book, um, there's a story of the new gods rising. So like those are like you know like because uh, Miracle Man is dark one of Dark Side's children, and it's kind of like basic. It's basically like the new guard coming up against like the old guard and what he's trying to you know um, relay through the through the track. And like he he mentions it in in the interview in multiple interviews that he had, so I thought that that was um really clever. Like I was like, oh shit, like yeah. that, like that got me, guys. Like yeah. the minute you start talking about comic books and like relating shit, I'm like, all right, I I can fuck with this. He's a huge like comic book nerd because I I remember um every now and then I'll get like into like a comic book conversation on Twitter, and I remember I said something about Batman that like. He followed me. I mean, um, Isaiah Rashad followed me after that. And then he hit me up to talk about the comic, like, on Twitter. And I was like, oh, shit. This is Isaiah Rashad. I think I showed y'all. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this is... Okay. And, like, 
every time I would make any type of comic book reference, he'd respond. And it was just kind of cool. That's I didn't even know up until that point how interested he was in comics. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then you have another you have a song on here like uh you got this Uzi feature from the garden. Right. What you think of this one? Um I I think that it's the best song on the album. I mm. enjoy him and 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 Uzi's flow. Mm-hmm. And I think that they actually like fit well together. And mm-hmm. like it also lets you know how tapped in he is because um sometimes you can like box in an artist, right? Especially mm-hmm. somebody like Isaiah Rashad. You would look at him and be like, oh, he's backpacker kind of artist, right? And you wouldn't think that he would mess with somebody like that's as eccentric as Uzi. Mm-hmm. But like they can get into a pocket and like just do their thing. Mm-hmm. And it actually like works out perfectly. And you could tell that the respect is there on both sides. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I think it works when. He's just doing music with people that he's fans of. So like mm-hmm. somebody like Uzi, you can tell that Isaiah Rashad is just a fan of, and he's gonna find a way to meet them where they are. So and I think the end product is what this is. And then you see, you said that's your favorite song. I think yeah. my favorite song on here is um is R.I.P. Young. Okay. That beat, that beat is so good. Um, that's Cal Banks right. on that beat, and it has like this. Uh, I want to say that's a Juicy J sample. And then on the remix, he has Juicy J. Um, on the on the deluxe, so this song is incredible. Like his okay. his flow, his pockets, it's just it's just so so solid. You had so, anything for this one? Yeah, I had a funny story about about his producer Kyle Banks. Mm-hmm. So he tells a story that he went to a party and he got different people's numbers, and he said that he thought it was his girl's number that he got at the party, and he was hitting her up, but it wound up being Kyle Banks, and like he hit her up. Well, he hit up. He hit up Kyle Banks thinking it was the girl and like was sending like heart emojis like, hey, what's up? What's up, sweetheart? And Kyle Banks is like, yo, what's good? Like, I'm trying to get in the studio with you. Like, let's work. Let's do this. And he said that like Isaiah Rashad was like, this ain't the girl I was trying to get at. And then like they like they just had like a funny moment and then they started working together. And now like they have this working relationship and Kyle Banks is a TDE producer now. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just thought that was just funny like because yeah, it's just funny. I, I'm going to keep my immaturity to myself, but that's I, just mad I know funny. Where you, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, I think another standout on this, too, is uh, is Laywitcher with Duke Deuce. This was like his official comeback. Um, we hadn't heard from Isaiah Rashad in some time. And then Laywitcher came out, and, and Duke Deuce at the time, obviously, had a really big song with Crunk Ain't Dead. Um, so to hear him on this was dope. The video was solid because you get Duke Deuce dancing. That's always great. It's produced by Hollywood Cole. I always thought that Duke Deuce was like a, uh, I thought he was like a, like an Instagram, like, I thought he was like Drewski. Oh yeah? <laughs> nah, that nigga, I mean. He's a real artist, though. I thought yeah. he was an Instagram comedian. I can see how though, because every time you see him, he's dancing. Like he's always doing something. But like he actually... <laughs> He actually be rapping like he's really trying to bring back like that clunk feel. Yeah, I just, just like you it's know. so funny like you know because like anytime like his name will get mentioned like I knew the video or like people waking him up and shit but like you be like <laughs> oh yeah Crunk ain't dead and I'm like oh okay that's the thing and then I realize I'm like wait he signed a QC yeah, that nigga and that nigga has an actual song called mm-hmm. Crunk ain't dead and he has he got he got tracks with uh, Glorilla so yeah he's an that's actual funny he's a real hell, artist. Bro. And he has some solid projects. Shout out to Ev. I put Ev on the Duke Deuce, and 
He loves Duke Deuce. That's funny, man. Every time he drops something, he sends it to me. I'm like, yeah, bro, I peep. <laughs> um, Ain't it funny, though, like, that the, the friends that we have that, um, like, we have to be tapped in. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's certain things that we just going to see or, like, you know, like, we have to be tapped in on social media and they'll send it to us. Like, and it's like, you don't want to be that guy and yeah. be like, I seen this, like, five days ago. Shout out to, to Jamil. Jamil don't watch the show anyway, so I could talk about it. It's fine. My friend Jamil will send me things two days later and want to have a full conversation about it after I've already exhausted the conversation yeah. with other people. Yeah. So now, this is what I do now to save myself. Any any time that comes up, I just send it to him no matter what. Oh, you just send it? Yeah, okay. so so he won't have to do it. So so he knows yeah, all the he, he just be like, yo, thanks, bro. Like, you put me on. <laughs> I was like, I'm just I trying to saw, avoid this awkward conversation. I would have saw this a week from now. Yeah. Like, like fa- Facebook, the way that people are on Facebook, that's just the normal way of consuming things. That's the normal traffic of things. Mm-hmm. When you're on the Twitter side of things, you get like this, I guess it's like an exclusivity type package deal because you get everything breaks on Twitter. Yeah. Then it trickles down to Instagram. Look at look at what just happened with uh, at the Grammys. With, Which part? With uh with Quavo and Offset. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In twelve yeah. hours, we got that clip of the we bar you got shades yeah. and Cardi telling him to stop. Yeah. That's that was what, crazy. That was yeah. big, a Cardi. Yeah. Man. Shout out to Cardi. That was big. Yeah, man. Entertainment Weekly, man. They come yo, TMZ, I better watch out. Entertainment Weekly coming for y'all. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that was crazy. Yeah, for them to break that, that was that was big. Yeah. Cameras are always rolling, man. Yeah, man. Um, but in the in the scope of this album. And I'm trying to avoid going track to track, but okay. I genuinely do really like a lot of these songs. Like this album is very top heavy. Yeah. Um, and then you have a song like Claymore with Smino. Smino is my guy. I fuck with his album a lot, Love for Rent. Um, and his flow on this song is so fucking catchy. It's a I, I mean, both of these niggas, you don't like this one, do you? What you don't like about it? Because it's news fest. Really? Damn. I mean, well, Smino, like I'll I can't. Tell you, I'll tell you this: I, there's a lot. I like a lot more songs than I don't like on this album. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then since you're already there, get in. What other songs don't you like? <laughs> um, let's see. I, I think I, I'm being honest with you. I really think that Claymore was the only one that I just okay. Hey, Mister. Okay. I wasn't really messing with Hey, Mister. Um, I let you go with with uh with, with R. P. Young. I, I really didn't like R. P. Young that much either. So. Um, you know, uh, sorry. And R.I.P. R.I.P. Young remix, by the way, it has uh, it's Project Pat and Juicy J mm. on that remix. Really, really good remix. Um, let me see what else on here. Okay, so let me get into the songs that I don't like. Are there any that I don't like? Uh, score is good. T-H-I-V. Yeah, man. I really like it. I like this. I just enjoy this whole album. Nah, I think it's, it's enjoyable. just... enjoyable. Yeah. I think it's one of those albums, and I was going to say it's it's in relation to... It exists in that stratosphere that I put Kendrick's Damn in because it has that replay value for me. Okay. Like, like, Damn, most Kendrick fans will consider like, you know, those elitist type Kendrick fans will be like, ah, it's not that good. It's not good kid. It's not to pimp a butterfly, but I just think it's his most replayable album. Mm. You know. Speaking of Kendrick, do you remember the controversy when um, before he dropped his album, and Kendrick announced that he was leaving TDE? Yeah. And everybody thought that he because he he tweeted, "You're embarrassing." 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And everybody thought that Isaiah Rashad was talking about Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And he said that even TD, people at TDE thought he was talking about Kendrick, but what he what he was he was basically subbing his baby mother. Oh no, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I watched a lot of interviews on this because I yeah. wanted to make, I wanted to be sh- I wanted to be sharp for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was really funny because Isaiah Rashad is very funny as hell too. I didn't know that he was just funny. He basically was just like, yeah, like me and my baby mother had went to something together and like she was embarrassing me. So he said that I basically just tweeted it, opposed to like arguing with her about it because yeah, like yeah. they was in a public space and he couldn't like he didn't want to like argue with her in public. Yeah. So he said he just tweeted, "Yo, you're so embarrassing," and <laughs> so, that shit probably went viral. Everybody and he said like, he said it was like like hours after Kendrick announced that he was leaving TDE. Uh, so he said that like he saw a punch and all that, and they was like, "Yo, what's good with you?" Why would you do that? And he was like, I had nothing to do with that nigga, man. Like, who me and my baby mama we <laughs> going through real life shit. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't even see that. Oh man, that's really um speaking of interviews though, he had this interview with uh with Joe Button. Um, that was like his first interview after the controversy that happened. Now, if you guys aren't aware, Isaiah Rashad um was outed as being gay or well in the interview he said that he was fluid oh in the interview he said he was fluid um so like yeah so he said that you know if he i guess if he catches a vibe or whatever sex then that's just that's just how it goes down for him Hmm. but that's how he identified himself but he had this he had this interview with joe button and i thought it was the i thought it was interesting because it was his first interview and joe is kind of on the come up still as like a credible like journalist in a sense um, but I don't think people look at him for that, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, and this is, I guess, getting off subject here, like in the, in the, in the black community, who do you consider like go-to journalists in hip hop? Cause I was trying to think about it. Like, cause when the interview dropped, I was like, who could he have, he could have done this with somebody else, but I couldn't name who. I think, I think, um, for a while, Elliot Wilson was that person. Yeah, but then um, even with that, Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. I think Angie, to me, I still if, if if this particular artist, the thing that I worry about with Angie Martinez is that like she isn't interviewing the newer, younger artists right now. Yeah, and I, I want I think maybe that might go hand in hand with her not having the ear of the young people anymore. Well, she did have a she did have a pocket where she was interviewing up and coming artists and stuff. She had a really good interview with Pop Smoke, or um, before he was really taken off. But I think that was because of New York. Yeah, okay. I don't, think, I don't think this like all right. So let's take let's let's rephrase it. Artists outside of New York, like young artists, like I don't think, and I'm not saying like it's strategically done, but like don't mm-hmm. interview. They go they go on the Breakfast Club, they go to Hot 97. Elliot might Elliot and or B that might talk to them. They're going to J, the Joe Budden podcast, million dollars worth of game. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like that's now, the thing. Yeah, it's just like the way we we consume news and stuff like that now is a little different but um for me personally i would i would if i'm getting like news um i just i just go on twitter period like yeah that's you see how but you see how like it is different and i i don't want to lose my thought with the joe and isaiah thing but this is interesting because it is different i just think that while i do embrace the change i think that there should in the black community be someone that's at the forefront of it all mm-hmm. where you know that there's an interview coming up like white people had so many yeah, white we, people had Larry they King had they had Barbara Walters, Walters yeah. Diane Sawyer they have so many that it's like oh this is real like they alright 
let let me see. I mean, would you say Oprah maybe? Yeah, I think if maybe you're Oprah. Oprah. I think oh, you going Oprah. That's big. Yeah, yeah, that's big. But even that looks different, right? Because she um, well, she has her own network, and it's not like. It's like a collision of things that the person is talking about. Talking about. It's like a life interview. It's mm-hmm. not like a, oh, I'm promoting this. It's like a full on. Like sit something, down. something has to happen. Like something tragic has to happen. Like if, oh, if if Quavo ends up on Oprah soon, I wouldn't be. Surprised. That would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. Right. If if uh, if he's on Oprah, mm-hmm. and that and then at the at the end of it, it's just like everybody bigging him up because he's on Oprah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like Quinta Brunson was on Oprah. Yeah. But anyway, so back to Joe. Um, so Joe Joe interviewed Isaiah Rashad, and I think a lot of it was just him trying to understand how Isaiah Rashad identifies. And there was a lot of there was a lot of weird questions thrown around about like his sexuality, how he's coping with this going on. He admitted that he went to like a dark place, admitted like obviously after all of that, because who wants to just imagine like you get online and you see intimate and private videos of yourself? Right. Like, like, like that's let alone, just let alone like you just having like sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Then it's sexual intercourse of you being outed. Yeah. And and the hip hop world. Mm-hmm. You know, like he probably he I'm pretty sure he had a moment where he thought like his career was done. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he had his um he had his first show like last year around when this happened. He had his very first show when festivals started like booming again. Yeah. And he did a really good show from the clips that I saw because he like just oh he didn't say anything about it. He just opened the show with like a collision of like all the news yeah. and stuff like that. And then he just got into his set, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm all every time something crazy happens to a celebrity, at least that I fuck with, I'm always like, all right, what what's on the other end of this? Like, mm-hmm. how are they gonna address this and I thought that was a great way for him to address it and just got back to the music that's why I'm interested to see like where he goes next with his shit um but other than that don't shoot is another one on here that I'm just like well probably the only one on here that I'm like all right I mean if I had to skip it then maybe I would um yo I forgot I definitely wrote song sucks sounds lazy and it's obviously making a statement and and, and his point for the times, <laughs> and his what, and his point like for like the time, like oh things yeah, are yeah, going yeah, on right now, yeah, yeah. Um, what you got? Wait, I was reading what you got for ninety three. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? I was being immature, Reg. God damn, I wasn't going to say that on the show. <laughs> the way ninety three freestyle starts off, I I screamed out, "Hey, yo, pause." But he like wrote it down. <laughs> hey, yo, pause. Mad uh, because when I, I I write stuff down as I'm listening to, yeah, to yeah. the project. <laughs> but um, but yeah, okay. What's the line? I I didn't plan on talking about it. Right? It's literally the first line of the song. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. All right. So nine three freestyle opens with. He says. Oh, the way you suck a dick, you get a B plus. The way you suck a dick, you get a Prius. Okay, I mean, I guess when you hear it, right? <laughs> well, you got your um, getting off of that. The the track score with SZA and Black. Um, up until this point, is very well documented about like 
Isaiah Rashad and Scissor's chemistry on records because they have like a lot of songs together. This song kind of right? kept up that streak. That's what I thought. It was never like confirmed, but I think they did used to date. Um, yeah, that's a lucky dude. Yeah. So like, um, they have the, they had this great chemistry on record. That chemistry, I mean, their record of having something together on every album was broken with Scissor's latest album. There was no Isaiah Rashad track, and I, I saw some people talking about that, like, "Yo, where Isaiah Rashad at?" Because every project they would have something together. Um, but nevertheless, the score with uh, with SZA and Black, really solid song. It was produced by Kenny Beats too, and Kenny Beats always has his way. If you watch his YouTube videos, he has his way of locking in with artists and and like really getting the best out of them. Mm-hmm. He's solid with that. Um, another song on here that I really fuck with: True Story. True Story with J Rock and Jay Worthy. Um, J Rock, man, that's that's Mister Consistent, man. Especially with the sixteens. Yes. Uh... I thought that J Rock carried the whole song mm. on his back. I think his flow, his flow and his beat young were Atlas. just fucking perfect. Calling Young Atlas, yeah, just perfect, just perfect. And Jay Worthy is really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, Headshots was the second single from this project. Headshots was produced by Hollywood Cole. Super laid back. It sounded like some shit that Kendrick would have did. Yeah, I just it's just that when it's. I got distracted. I, I wrote that. I get. I get distracted. Listen, I had to keep mm-hmm. trying to like listen. It to is it. super like. It's very late. It's like yeah. laid, but not lazy, but like it's very relaxed. It's mm-hmm. very chill. Mm-hmm. It's super chill. Super. It is laid back. It has like this. Um, it has a southern feel to it, obviously. Yeah. And then, but also like this Bone Thugs type feel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in one of his interviews, he said that like there's a difference with rapping, with, with how rap is judged in the South. Mm-hmm. So you had like when a rapper snapping, and then you had like you know when lyrical miracle. Yeah, and he said that like he finds like a fine line between that. So like they were like he was like giving examples of like an artist that like snaps, and he was like giving a a, a difference of like an artist that like was lyrical miracle. So he was like obviously Lupe Fiasco is lyrical miracle, mm-hmm. even though I think Lupe can get in any pocket. I think I just, so too. But I just think that like some people that don't know. Just assume that about him. Yeah. But like these are examples that Rashad gave. And then he said that somebody that like snaps is somebody like uh mystical. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like they, you know what I'm saying? Like they they have a a, a better understanding of music where it's like they can like ride the beat and basically become a part of the instrumentation. Of the yeah, yeah. And I thought that was just an interesting conversation because I remember the first time when I was living in Atlanta, um, my, me and my friends were arguing about who the best rappers were. And like my friend told me that Jay Z don't be snapping, and in my head I was like, "How? What the fuck? Do, like, did you not hear that? It was double entendre here. Like, it was a metaphor here. It was this and that." And he was like, "No, nah, man. Like, not all that shit. Like, he don't be like riding the beat. Like, he don't be like giving giving you like a feeling. Like, Jay Z got that tone. Like, mm-hmm. and I and I'll never forget that when he explained it to me because he was just like." You don't feel shit with Jay Z rap, and I was like, "Well, I feel shit." He was like, "That's because that's where you from." Mm-hmm. He was like, "When you hear southern artists like they rap with like, there's a feeling like a sense of like expression." Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like there's some southern rappers that are just like really laid back, but they still think like they be like, "Nah, he snapped, shot a snap." Like, yeah, say some shit like that. That's interesting because automatically yeah. off rip, when you say snap, I thought about like Young Thug. Cause like or and like existing in the middle of the beat, mm-hmm. just like flowing wherever the beat goes. You think Young Thug, you think Future, 
these are people that like become literally one with the beat and you don't necessarily have to take in the words they're saying. So like artists like Jay-Z, where they exist to tell you their story, to give you a mood, to give you a vibe, but also like they clever with the, like it's heavy on wording yeah. and, and, and wordplay and shit. So that's, yeah, that's interesting because then you can, because you can listen to somebody and be like, you can listen to somebody that says, yo, I don't fuck with Jay-Z. It's probably because they like artists that snap. Yeah. No, I learned that very early on. So like, that's like why when um, my friends would say that to me, like, I stopped, I got to a point where I stopped arguing with them. Can y'all believe that? I stopped arguing with somebody. Yes. I stopped arguing with my friends down south because... I understood that, like, that it was just, it was, number one, they're not from New York. So unless, like, you actually cared about, like, that part, there's just certain things that you just didn't rap about. And then the way, even though, like, selling drugs is selling drugs, selling drugs down south or selling drugs in a, in a major city like New York is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I get that, like, we've taken on the culture of trap houses and stuff like that. But it's a com- it's, it's completely different ways of, of how drugs are sold and what you spend on that on what you spend what you spend that drug money on. Yeah. Because down south, all you need is a car with some rims, and like you know, like a fresh outfit or whatever like that, and maybe like a chain now because now like jewelry is a thing. Mm-hmm. But in New York, like it's like a whole fucking grand production. Like you know what I'm saying? Like niggas is going to get like. Tailor made Dapper Dan, or like you know, what I'm saying going to Gucci, Louis Vuitton, like it's a lot more that's put into it. So it's just you know a difference, but it's just it's just something I thought that was really dope to hear Isaiah Rashad like describe, and I and I and I understood it, especially him being on the TDE label. Yeah, you know, I just thought that was funny. I damn, and I'm trying to remember what song he said that he got Kendrick on too. Fuck, man, I got stuff um, in my notes. Was it was it from was it from Sun's tirade? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He said he got Kendrick on that song. Yeah. Like got the best of him. I don't know about that. Yeah. He got he um they have a song called what uh shit. I think it's called What You know what? I have to find it now. Um Isaiah Rashad. Kendrick. Oh yeah, what's wrong? It's called What's Wrong with Zakari, who's a who's also another TDE mm-hmm. artist. Yeah, he and, said um, he... and Kendrick. Yeah, he said that he got. He said that he killed Kendrick on that track. Nah, he's bugging. That's one of Kendrick's. That's one of Kendrick's best features. Oh, what's wrong? Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. I found it. I did write it down. What's yeah. wrong? Who had a better verse? He said that he had a better. He said that he killed Kendrick. On Kendrick that. snapped on that. Anybody that disagrees is a fucking. Yeah, yeah. That Kendrick snapped on that. Yeah, that was bro. crazy. Um, but anyway, in all, I will say that this is a solid, solid project from from Isaiah Rashad. I think he is one of those artists that doesn't have the pressure of putting out albums every year or every few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets to like sit and like really live with his content and just live in general before he puts out another album. Um, what would you? How would you go for your rating? Okay, before I get my rating, I wanted the the two things that I also besides the Lil Uzi song, the two songs that I really liked that like stood out to me. Was Chad because it was obviously a, a Pimp C, Pimp C. tribute, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then um, Thib, mm-hmm. he used that big get verse at the beginning of the song. Yeah, and I thought that that was just impressive because like I'm a sucker, I'm a goody mob, like I'm an organized noise sucker. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like I was just like, okay, like he, there's certain things that he taps into that he just gets, and I just didn't think that he did. Because and it's of his age. super, yeah, and it's super niche, like it's yeah. super like. 
super tapped in because and it's I appreciate it so much because it's like it's elements that I think people forget about in hip hop. Yeah, I think like the way he goes about it. Um, I just you know, I, I think the way that he goes about it is really clever, and I think that the the other problem is is just that like hip hop is so spread out now, like people don't collaborate, so you don't know how tapped in or how how much like these artists respect other artists. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything's from a distance because it's like it's more convenient, but it also sucks because I, I feel like he would benefit from being able to work with a bunch of ton of more artists mm-hmm. that that probably would appreciate him. But um, for my rating, um, listening to this project um, after like. Not listening to it when it came out, like really, I get I have to give this project three and a half out of five waffles. Um, I think it's a fair rating. I don't think it was anything that like moved the needle, but like and then like to my understanding, this isn't even like his best project. Like it was kind of this this project was kind of like a like a he he pretty much dumbed down what he what he's given us in the from the past. So I think like me giving three and a half out of five is fair. Okay, um, I think for me, I will give it I will give it a four. I think it's a super digestible project. Even the um even the deluxe version just kind of heightens how I feel about it. Like the deluxe, and typically I'm kind of on the fence with deluxe. It just feels like overkill. But I think the deluxe of this album added more elements that he might have missed out on in the first 16 tracks. You know, you got in total, you got 20. And then he goes as far as to have younger artists like Young Nudie on here and Deontay Hitchcock and and newer artists like like Umi. Um, I think he really tapped into what he was trying to do as far as like balancing his musicality with his lyricism and um, and his melody. I think his melody is like one of his shining points, and I think he should lean into that more. Okay, I, no no argument there. Like yeah. he just he's a very talented dude, and I think that like he um I definitely think that he would like serve like I understand like he has his production team mm-hmm. and maybe not even like using other producers but like having conversations with somebody like Q Tip Questlove. Yeah. Yeah. Like working with uh, like talking with, with those people, I really think he would benefit from it. Um mm-hmm. just just for the fact of like him knowing like all of like all of this old older hip hop and like mm-hmm. being appreciative of it. And I think some people don't even know. Like um when he was on the Tyler Quali show they were, like Tyler was talking about how like he found out that like Joey Badass's mom went to high school with him. Oh, that's crazy! And, like he like how he, he like you know reached out and like they spoke, and then you know uh, it was just recently online. Um, Joey Badass performing Umi says. Oh yeah, I did song. see that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a full circle, like you know what I'm saying like these two dudes that like knew his mom, they're mm-hmm. like hip hop legends. Now like he's pretty much like carrying the flag for them. Like these men had like no influence on him, mm-hmm. like as far as like presence. Like yeah. obviously maybe musically, but like they it's not like they were around, even though they were friends with his mom and shit like that. So it was like that's just interesting. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like how things just keep coming around or whatever like that. So I just think that's dope. And I think that I think a lot of our um older rap vets and our younger talent need to interact more. And I hope that uh with hip hop turning fifty this year and all the things that like we have that are coming, um, I hope that a lot of our younger artists like lean on our older artists, um, especially that after that Grammys performance was dope. Yeah, I thought the Grammys was dope. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I full I wholeheartedly agree. I think we'll see more of that for hip hop in the future, but that shit can't come fast enough. I just want that gap to be bridged. Yeah. Um, I feel like 
a lot of older hip hop artists, like they're reaching over and they're they're appreciating these people. Like I love what Quest Love does, where he um where he kind of just reviews all these newer artists' albums Yo, and he talks you, about Quest how inspired Love. he is. And thank you, Quest you know, that bridges a gap. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we need more of that. Yeah. If it wasn't for Quest Love, I wouldn't listen to Liotti's new album. Oh yeah, he gave that an amazing review. Mm-hmm. Amazing review. Need more shit like that. Yep. But um, but we're gonna close that out. I do and I do um encourage people to listen to this album. Um, it's a great. It was a great album for that time space, and I think it's gonna age really well. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. We out of here. Catch you guys next time. Dun dun. <laughs>